Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to the Smackdown preview. I'm Michael Hamford from What Culture and I'm joined by Michael Sidgwick from What Culture to discuss everything that might happen on tonight's edition of Smackdown. But first, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure to subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. We not only preview and review Smackdown, but also Monday Night Raw, the brand formerly known as NXT 2.0, AEW Dynamite, AEW Rampage, pay-per-views, premium live events. We also have wrestler interviews, have roundtable discussions, and most weeks, but not the this one have a round of the week complete with the bloody good quiz of course on wrestle culture but not this week sage we've got a, a smackdown in the can in the can but, uh, we are reviewing spoiler free as always and of course with a little uh what's it cherry on the top of the christmas pudding we're also going to talk a little bit about next week's live smackdown which we can't we will be previewing preview. next week and let's be realistic that's the biggest match of the entire christmas season yes. so it'd be foolish not to well focus on that but in terms of this week's smackdown before we get to the uh i'm excited for this before we get to the central theme of what's going on with the bloodline over the holidays we've got to talk about the uh the big tag title match tonight uso's uh, record breaking title reign they uh, they smashed the new day's all-time title record just a few weeks ago but uh could it be under threat because hit row illumin Honestly, the Triple H of 2022 who's booked this match makes the Triple H of 2019 <laughs> look like the giant barber of 1990. <laughs> for Christ's sake. So not only have you picked useless, useless wrestlers. Yeah. Well, one of them is useless. The other one might have promised. Yeah. Top dollars is useless. In a pretty terrible match, like woefully, woefully scripted, and it stuck to that script when it absolutely should not have. Uh, so you've got Top Dollar being... Uh, it's the opposite the absolute opposite of Paul Heyman's accentuate the positives, hide the negatives, booking philosophy. Top dollar should not be doing what he's did infamously. Yes, and that has failed to clear the top rope with a terrible dive and he almost like broke his friggin' neck and then celebrated as if... That was funny. It was like hearing bull me your kids. Yeah. Right. So they're, they're too weak, too little. So they can't actually throw the ball. So they have those uh, ramps. Yeah. So they put them down the ramp. And uh, this ball just like uh, uh-huh. trundles. Like an old person's come. It's like, uh, <laughs> and then takes like to pe- like. Can, I can never get them right. I can never get it going straight line. Aye. So like, kind of goes in off the barriers, and yeah. then you think, oh god, and it goes. Uh, and then it's like usually like the two at the end go down, and you go, yeah, well done. <laughs> you knock some pins down. It's just if you get some, that's the aim of the game. Aye. Stop crying. That's what Ivar looked like. This is five quid a game. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop taking the piss out of me. Yeah, yeah. that's what Ivor looked like when he's like, hey, look like you look, look like Charlotte, my daughter. They put a bowling ball down a <laughs> a useless inanimate object that cannot move unless like carried, literally. Yeah, and it went. Eh. So it was a terrible match to build a woefully not remotely credible tag team. The Usos lost on Monday Night Raw, mm-hmm. which. They don't feel like these insurmountable heels that it's the challenge of the life to beat these lads. They've no, already like lost. They're being used as rungs on the ladder for Kevin Owens to climb up to Roman Reigns. Yeah, so they're not this invincible tag team in and of themselves. And then they're going to have this match that's in the can, and it's probably going to be terrible. And I'll yeah. have to listen to some arseholes say Uso's better. They're and more- it's you! <laughs> did it this morning on Slack. I did see that Christmas tree spot from last year. They, uh, they're more over baby faces than the baby faces that are challenging for the title than their heels. That's another problem with this. And on top of that, right, uh, top dollar. Yeah. You're not on Twitter. No. But I like the regale you were saying things on Twitter. Yes, I'm not going to yeah. tell you what was posted to, like, you know, Wrestle Cringe or whatever. Because right. that's, I'll always take the headlines. You don't want the pollution of Twitter. You want the best bits that yeah. are so few and far between that it's probably worth actually logging off because it's not <laughs> worth it. Top but dollar. I'll be lost without you, so it doesn't work. Yes. Like, I, need, I still need the, the stuff. So top dollar was like, ah, dickheads, actually, I can do it. Um, I was £50 uh, heavier when I did this. Sorry to interject. He's not getting put over for some pretty impressive weight loss because everybody's just looking at the guy falling flat on his ass yes. on the dive. Like, that's, like, 50 pounds. Uh, like you can see it on him as well. I'd, like love, the, to lose, I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd love to lose 10. I'm just too, <laughs> yeah. much, too much of a greedy bastard. So anyway, congratulations to Ernestly on top of the weight loss. But he tweeted this uh, from some shindy or the only one that would freaking book him. <laughs> and he was like, um, look, guys, my leg got caught. It happens to everyone. I can't actually do it to so stop being a dick. Um... This dive, clear the top rope, mm. but no one caught him, and it didn't look like he was hurting anyone, and it looked like a terrible spot on a shindy show. Yeah. I wouldn't necessarily use that as a flex, but <laughs> you can't do it. So this is just the worst built title match I can remember in forever. I wonder And I well, think the Usos are going to win. I, I, I think they stand a good chance. I wonder if, because this is in the cane, obviously it was recorded um, immediately after last week's SmackDown went off the air in, uh, in Chicago. So they might at least be given the benefit of that very hot crowd from the All-Slit last week. But... Uh, top dollar looked absolutely knackered trying to set up that finish when I had to lift him up for the hit row finish. Yeah. His leg was giving way and he barely got him up for it. I wonder if, as a result, because this match would have happened, let's say an hour, I don't know how long, after that, they might have to like work top dollar's injured leg into the Usos' offense, which means they're going to have to say, look how he injured it last week, the complete clown, and they might try and weave top dollar wrists it all to get this title shot, but like ultimately is it going to, are they going to try and weave an hour about with this and say like, it just could, to get the shot, he could just kill himself. He could pretend to work it healthy going in. Yeah. Then they just target it in the course Aye. of a normal match. And that means that top dollar doesn't have to do anything except uh, use a strong emotional connection with crowds to draw people into the story. <laughs> <laughs> other, other than that, now to do. Uh, this match is going to be terrible. In all, like, just a little bit of uh, seriousness in terms of hit roll, them getting the title shot now, it being WWE, might spell doom. You know, like, them uh, them getting that triple threat tag last week felt like, well, they're the most, they're the most pinished of all the three teams. They, yeah. all, they all felt pinished. But when hit row have lost this match, I wonder if that could be that. Like, we've heard reports about Triple H not being happy with several of the call-ups. They were rubbish, but without naming the n- outlet, I'm not so sure. Okay. Anyway, if you just use Occam's Razor, if yeah. you're Triple H, how could you possibly be yeah. happy? You, you you couldn't possibly be happy with every single returning star. Oh, you, you, don't need, you don't need a scoopster to be like, they're terrible. 
You exactly. can just see it with your eyes. It's one of those things where certain things in this media, we don't do it, certainly, um, but certain things in this media do get made up mm. for clicks and attention. There was a guy, I'm not going to name his name, but you just got outed like three years ago. It's like, you're, you're a loser. Oh, yeah. He's making uh, stuff yeah. up. Like It happens. It does happen all the time. Um, the fact that it happens so prevalently as well like annoys me because people who are actually reputable and trustworthy, like Sean Rossat and Dave Meltzer, because so much other stuff gets made up, they get tarnished with that brush and they shouldn't. Yeah. Um, but regardless, you could, these things work because you can connect dots mm-hmm. and you can uh, make something up that could be halfway true. Just as an example, um, you know, John Cena's going to win his return match. Yeah. Spoiler. Mm-hmm. It's pretty obvious that he will, but we'll get to it. Um, all right, okay, well, ooh, he said that. That must make it true. Yeah. Um, you could, the easiest news story to make up in 2022 this year Right, is Triple H is underwhelmed by the fact that he was signed top dollar and top dollar <laughs> kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah. And Karrion Cross didn't really get over and hardly any of them got return pops and Strowman's already been kind of punishment booked and uh, I, this Infinity Gauntlet is a joke. I'd buy that for a dollar. For a, for a, not a top dollar. Not a top dollar. Speaking of gauntlets, Sige. Yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, the tag titles have been defended tonight, but the women's title will be defended probably at the Royal Rumble here against the winner of a number one contender's gauntlet tonight. We've got in the field Liv Morgan, Sonia Deville, Raquel Rodriguez, Zia Lee, Emma, and Tegan Knox. When will the pops start? That's what I've one. said before as well. I just don't know when it's going to happen. Um, it's a gauntlet, so we'll almost certainly have, say, like one baby face make it quite far through. They are telling a story here. I'll give them a slight bit of credit. This is Ronda Rousey, Shayna Baszler act. Might not be for everybody, but they have been telling a story of late that um, Ronda is becoming increasingly unsettled as SmackDown Women's Champion. She's maybe, I think they're trying to lean into the fact that people can see that this year hasn't gone well. And she has lost a bit of confidence, but doesn't want to reveal that. So she's set Shayna Baszler on Raquel Rodriguez his last few weeks. She dodged having to defend against her at the Survivor Series. She has presumably tried to put her out of action in general, so she doesn't have to fight her. And I believe this is personally leading up to Ronda trying to do the same to Becky Lynch. Like, she's put so many, like, barriers in the face of lesser challenges that when Becky Lynch comes along, Christ, like, I, I cannot beat her. What am I going to do to stop it? Um, so Rodriguez feels like the favourite because they've been, you know, trying to take her out. Liv Morgan, I don't know, feels like a long time before they can get back to there. Tegan Knox is an outsider, I guess, because she's just lost already in a tag team title match, so maybe they'll want to reheat her by giving her a win. In a, the Royal Rumble, as we've always said, is an opportunity for kind of anyone to get a title shot. It doesn't yeah. matter if they win. It's just, let's see what they look like on that platform. Um, any takes or predictions here? Uh, look, it's a uh, gauntlet is usually overlong, and I don't necessarily hold an interest in that gimmick match by default. There's a good version and a bad version of everything. And the AEW uh, gauntlet tag heading into uh, All Out was unbelievable. Best of its kind. Absolutely unbelievable. This will not be that. Um, Look, but that being said, there is a... There's a lot of narrative ground that you can explore in a gauntlet match. You can have the uh, emerging babyface gets a string of clean wins, and it's only through like being knackered and gassed um, and beaten up that they don't get it. So you could genuinely try and build Tegan Knox, mm. who is a great babyface, um, via the gauntlet. They could tell that story. She could be eliminated by a fresh, a fresher Zia Lee because they've just kicked a thing uh, off. And then they build yeah. that, and then you can do Raquel and Zia Lee at the end. Like yeah. It's all very basic 
hardly inspiring, but logical and purpose-serving stuff. But yeah, like, obviously they've telegraphed that Raquel Rodriguez is going to win. Um, yeah, they need to start building some of the women on this division. Mm. In this division. Um, I just barely remember it exists. He's... Uh, coming early in 2023 to whatcoach.com is myself and yourself doing predicting every member of the men's and women's Royal Rumbles, respectively. I'm doing the women's list, and I was struck this year by, for one, at least, there is enough of a roster almost from the main roster alone to actually fill this match. Yeah. That was becoming a, a dangerous problem in the last couple of years. Um, but it doesn't yet feel like... This is not me trying to give Triple H a, a free pass here. Uh, he's been very, very keen to fill the rosters up without worrying too much about who's going to get over and when. Yeah. It doesn't appear yet to be a clear direction for a good 50% of this division, but it did need restocking. So the danger is you've restocked, great. You are deciding now who your stars are going to be, fine. But don't just like beat a bunch of people on the way because then all of a sudden the people you've restocked with are instantly losers. You said you can't book. I'm suggesting that he, uh, he's got a bit of a struggle because already a lot of these people have come back. They don't have to go. This is the point. The, pops and, the fact there's no pops is rubbish. But you, I don't think it's necessary that all of them feel like stars straight away because then none of them will. Yeah, yeah. But there's more losers than stars. Like he's tipped the balance too far in the other direction already. With so Emma, I think is the best example. She doesn't need to come back and be like rocket strapped to the women's title straight away. But she's beat nobody. Aye. She's come back and lost consistently. Tegan Knox has come back, helped Liv Morgan in it, and they've got a tag title match and lost straight away. So already she's feeling dented. Me, him is like on the wrong end of the OC getting beaten up and stuff like that. And it's just, I don't know, I did understand the need to restock, but you kind of just beat them all. You can if you're Triple H. Well, and he, and he will. Um, and he surely will. What else have we got? Here's something, right? Here's something that I will, we will just disagree on this. I have had absolutely no problem with, I didn't have a problem the first week it happened when Gunther had tried and failed to chop down Braun Strowman and then bailed and thought, I'm going to do this another day. Didn't really have a problem with him calling for wrestling in the contract signing. Because I had a good feeling about the Ricochet match. The Ricochet match ruled, and they were building two things at once. And, like, I want to give them some credit for that. They were obviously building a potential Braun Strowman and Gunther match, but they made the World Cup and the ramifications of the World Cup feel important with an excellent TV Intercontinental title match. And I think after Gunther beats Braun, because I believe he will, I actually think Ricochet and Braun might become a tag team off the back of Braun's stupid flippy-flopper Thing. I think that's. I, uh, think that's, I think they're big man little man you unit. Ricochet's uh, <laughs> actually promising career like that. I think the big man little man unit is where they go with this, and maybe that's what all of this has coalesced to find us at a miracle and thought. If Thirty Fourth Street Street Fight, they always do this Christmas gimmick street fight. It's the pumpkin on the head uh, of Christmas, where it'll be a Christmas tree or a Christmas box or whatever. Ricochet and Braun Strowman versus Imperium. I've, we've not really spoke on podcasts about this. What's your take on? I guess those two storylines, Gunther, the Intercontinental Champion, and indeed the perceived quality of this, potential quality of this match. Aye. 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 <sighs> I hate Strowman. <laughs> <laughs> just, there's certain wrestlers who I kind of go two-footed on. Yeah. Who are uh, incredibly talented, potentially even best in the world tier, and I'm removed from their work because of how they conduct themselves. Mm. and Strowman is not best in the world. Yeah. <laughs> and he conducts himself horribly, and he can't possibly get excited. Aye. Is it Gunther Strowman tonight? No, so it's, it? so, it's the, so it's the tag tonight, Gunther and Ricochet versus Imperium. Um, but I think it's a two on three. I think it's a handicap match. I don't know. But 
it does seem as if they'll be going with either a T, like Gunther's next TV title match will probably be Braun or they'll do it for the Rumble, maybe. Yeah. Um, you know, there's all this Braun. I'm fascinated by uh, Gunther taking the Intercontinental title into WrestleMania. Brock fighting for the Intercontinental title because he wants to beat Gunther puts the Intercontinental title over. I think they're going to do Triple H's, one of Triple H's tactics. And Vince used to do this and studied under him for like 25, 40 years. <laughs> is uh, Lesnar will not be touching that title. Mm. Gunther will be losing that title if he's going to have a match with Brock Lesnar. But the idea is, well, you get two great things. You yeah. get Strowman as a champion. Oh. And so I'm, I have concerns about You think Strowman's going to beat him? Oh, I don't know. He's, he's on a packet. Yeah. And like slowly, maybe I'm just hoping this is the case. The narrative is shifting. Raw's mostly boring. Yeah. Uh, SmackDown has the bloodline, which he inherited. Paul Heyman's the key curative influence. <laughs> Basically, what I'm getting at is this report, even if it is bollocks of being severely underwhelmed by his Infinity Gauntlet, it's very easy to buy. And I think that he wants to um, really start making some bold moves about his guys because this perception of Triple H as this master book of savior thing is kind of going away. Yeah. Um, so I think he'll go Strowman. I think he'll just try and kill two Ooh, birds with one stone. Yeah, I'd, I'd I'd like to think that there's... I don't know who this person is. I haven't got a name for this, but I'd like to think if they are insistent on doing, well, we're going to make somebody else at the same time because somebody gets to beat Gunther. Nobody's ever beat him on the main... Which I think is a terrible idea because you're beating him for one of the first times before you send him up against Brock Lesnar. I appreciate that... Triple H does this, though. Yeah, I appreciate the real-life politics at play and, and Brock and all the rest of it, but I really want him to take the belt into WrestleMania. Uh, before we move on... But would Lesnar look at that and think, genuinely get that out of my face. Possibly, yeah. No, I get that. I and he's got way that. more agency in this arrangement than Triple H. Has. Yeah, I, I suppose all they can do is ask and then all Brock can do is say, absolutely not. Absolutely and then, not. Yeah, and then change the book for me. The thing that you cannot possibly trace the lineage of. Yeah. We have a game sometimes in the What Culture office of who dethroned this Intercontinental Champion on this day mm-hmm. and who were the next three. And we can never get it. It's so difficult. Now, Usually yeah. you see our Dolph Ziggler. Aye. Or The Miz, or Wade Barrett, or John Morrison, or Sheamus, or it's like a crapshoot. I said this is. before, I did my GCSEs in 2001, and I used to, when you would finish early but you weren't allowed to leave, I would trace all the three belts from the Hogan era three to 2001. I would just do it to kill time in my head. Yeah. I would just work through those, and you could do it. You could, re- you could honestly oh, you do, could it. do that. Not just because I'm a freak and weird. It was like you could actually do that. Couldn't, like, everything goes to pot around 2010, and it never, like, never uh. comes back. Um, right. Yeah. The bloodline. Sami Zayn, Roman Reigns, Kevin Owens, and John Cena. We'll be discussing in a couple of minutes, because we're talking about Uncle Howdy. Yeah. yeah. Sige, long-form podcast crack, because me and Wilbon did the review. Let's have a couple of minutes on your thoughts on Uncle Howdy and where this storyline goes next ahead of the positive Rumble match. I've talked a bit about it with Wilbon. Um... And I mentioned, and I won't labor on it too much, and I'll talk about something else, um, is that I haven't seen a production of this stage show, but I've been reliably informed that it is, in fact, possible to do genuinely scary live-action theater horror. Mm-hmm. Uh, you ever seen the Woman in Black stage show? It's in the film. I've seen oh, the film. Radcliffe, was it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. So it's adapted from a West End or whatever stage show okay. where, like, they use the physical environment to scare you. And I think they have, like, the actual woman in black will be um, next to someone in the audience. Okay. And right, you right. hear them shriek. And you, I think they can genuinely yeah, yeah. do it. Um, 
So I don't think the idea... Like a 4D cinema when the seat in front of you squirts water in your yeah, face. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's kind of like that. Like, yeah. So I think the woman in black will go dark, and then they'll build the suspense through the lighting and the acting, and then like there'll be a ghostly spectre like right next to someone in the audience. So you can see it out your mind's eye, and you can see the person reacting to it, and I, I'm just guessing. Yeah. I'm just using a, an example of how it might be scary. To make the point that I don't think necessarily that horror in... Correct wrestling context. Like, if it was in AEW or New Japan or whatever, I'd hate it. Maybe I would let it slide in WWE, even though, should it not be the case that Tegan Knox is like, how was work? There's a scary monster in yeah. my workplace. Aye. It does, like, oh, wait a minute. The Isle of Dawn one is doing beheading. That finish yes. from Deadline has, has knackered the whole world. Yes. Nobody, the whole world has not stopped. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses, they can be Big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. To say that she touched the referee's leg and he choked on Black Gay. There is a scary character who I think is a monster because I haven't seen that face anymore or is it someone in a mask and they are able to laugh and throw their voice around an entire arena and I, I can't go back to this workplace anymore because my material understanding of the world has completely been disrupted a ramp as well so like we know they use gorilla like we know that behind that Uncle Howdy gorilla. just Uncle, like Uncle, Howdy's uh, Uncle Howdy's in seg six you catch Uncle Howdy in catering <laughs> yeah like you'd be the talk of the bloody yeah. office uh-huh. imagine if a Imagine if a ghost came into the office, right? Or a monster. Yeah. Would we be doing this podcast? No. I'd be in bed. You said this the before. Covers. There would be life before the day the monster came into work and life after. Yes. That is it. That is that the is moment it. in your life. Yes. Yeah. God damn it. Even if it was permissible in this wrestling context. And WWE is the one company that they've done it before. It, no, it barely makes sense as it is. Maybe you can have your stupid supernatural bollocks, okay? It was pitifully produced. Yeah. It looks so low rent. You've got so much money. If you just, without naming names, 
some of the useless tossers who were signed on deals to return under Triple H, five of them might go up to a million. Uh-huh. Use the budget on this to make it yeah. good and not terrible. This guy... And I don't know who's behind the mask. I don't know if it's meant to be a reveal behind the mask or if it's just meant to be a physical manifestation of the demons inside my body. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> Make it look good. Yeah. Just get someone who knows how to do this, who isn't clearly part of your own production staff. Like, I understand they got this law, executive vice president of law. Yeah. <laughs> genuinely to do this kind of stuff. But and that's what, why like, the White Rabbit thing was effective. Yeah, you, they've spent either money or time or both on White Rabbit, and it was super successful. Yes, so, so that yeah. guy, and he was, he did a great job. Yeah. He's not necessarily doing the best one since. Maybe he's not just the Wyatt guy. Maybe he is just, right, okay, you know what you're doing. You're a long-term storytelling guy. And if he's the guy who's doing most of the bloodline stuff, which has been elevated in the post-Vince era, it's gone. Triple H never did anything like this in NXT, let's face it. It can't be him. It just can't be him. He's not comes razor here. <laughs> Use the money you have, and you have an obscenely disgusting amount of it, Mm -hmm. to hire someone. Maybe they worked on The Woman in Black. Maybe they've worked on interactive stage shows. Maybe they are not just someone who's doing an impression of what horror should look like in wrestling, and it's part of your usual production. Make this look good, because it looks absolutely abysmal. I can't imagine a five-year-old would be scared of it. And the central crux of that character and his law and the other characters within his own pocket universe, that meant to be scary. They are, and it isn't. It was laughable, and the idea of L.A. Knight being spooked by this, mm. good job he's a heel. Well, if, if Bray Wyatt turns heel and a baby, they're cooked just like Seth Rollins was cooked. They are dead. So a couple of things are happening here, right? I, I, we can't speak for those that loved it. There were, there were people that loved this, obviously. Like, I was scrolling on Reddit just to, just to get some taste on it. It was, it was where I missed Twitter. It was like, I need to see what, yeah, I need yeah. to see what the thoughts are. So I was looking at Reddit. There's always people that like all of this Bray White stuff. So we're not those people, so it's really hard to speak for them. But what I was trying to do was think about, I'll be a bit of a, a fiend's advocate here, right? Not so much from Clary. I kind of put it over. I agree with you 100%. I'm trying to think about, like, where the angle goes in a way that keeps the train on the tracks, because for me, it was completely derailed last week. What I've liked about this story is I've found LA Knight to be the perfect foil. So he gets... It's a good job he's in it. Yeah. It's a bloody good job he's in it. A monster, this is funny to me, right, that a monster uses their monster powers to attack him by tipping a load of stuff backstage. It's not like monster is. Like, and, uh, I, I could do that to you. Like, did the fridge on Orton? Yeah, like I'll throw a camera on you. Whoa, magic powers, is it? No, I'll throw a camera on you. We just watched there uh, before we came in to record, Sid throwing a stretcher on uh, Devon Dudley, was it? Like the metal yeah. frame of a stretcher. So basically what Uncle Howdy did. Yeah. I'll just get Sid. Sid's better. Yeah. Sid better. Like, uh, and he is. LA Knight this week, I will give them a pass on LA Knight being spooked. Not by Uncle Howdy, but he was so steadfast in his belief. Bray, mate, you're talking crap. It was you. It was you. You're talking rubbish, mate. And then he's like, oh, it was Uncle Nonce. It wasn't you. I'm spooked by this. I wasn't ready for this. Like, not that I think he's going to go out there and find a tag partner. Maybe he will. Maybe he'll have uh, a clipboard. Bloody this. love to see Uncle Maybe Howdy in the ring. this week and be like... Like, I'm LA Knight and I need a friend and everybody's like, are you kidding? I'm not going, I don't like you when I'm not going near whatever the hell that is. That's your problem to deal with. Like, that might be, that might be, like, he's had a week. LA Knight has had, we've seen this before as well. He has seven days to think about the stupid thing that happened to him the prior Friday. And then he kind of pies it and banters it off a little bit. Might you try that this week? He's like, right, you know what? Hands up. I did think it was you. There's two of you. That guy's a freak, mate. Like, I mean, I'm in too deep here because he's a complete oddball. Like, does that get us, logically at least, to him versus Bray Wyatt at the Rumble? Like, can LA Knight... Using 
fast and loose with the word logically there, but yeah, he, but yes, but do, yes. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like there, because we've this is not out there yet. This is not we're not um, tiptoeing into the spoilers. This was reported. I don't read about the SmackDown spoilers. No, certainly not. Like this was reported a few weeks ago. Uh, we seem to be headed towards a pitch black match, which based on um, the Tiffany Stratton Wendy Chu spin on the lights out match is just literally turning the lights off and letting people use their fireflies on the phones. That's what it's going to be to light the building, right? That surely to use your woman in black example. That surely is a place where uh, Uncle Howdy can thrive, is it not? It is, but my God, it's going to be a disaster. Yeah. Like they are walking again into a Bray Wyatt disaster, and I find perverse pleasure from this. And it's a wrestling match, right? So Bray Wyatt and LA Knight have a bang average, two and a quarter star, headlock swap, and then like what? Uncle Howdy comes out and hits him with a DDT? Like Isle of Dawn did that thing with the referee, and then pushed Alba Fire into an exposed turnbuckle. <laughs> like that. That'll show her. Just kill her. Just, just use your powers to kill a person. You can obviously take control of their bodies. Yes. Exposed turnbuckle, is it? A push like that. Uncle Howdy comes in, like runs interference with what? Like a drop toe hold? But again, <laughs> I've tried to extend the most latitude possible to a hypothetical scenario in which this could work. And even then, if they get this absolutely magic guy or gal or whatever who's great at live action horror theater, and I don't know, there's the, they do this incredible lighting effect and an editing effect. Some kind of effect. Uncle Howdy can fly. Or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they, right, okay, are there any kids in this audience? Right, okay. That one. Lights go off. The camera's kind of like searching for like the presence. And then the lights come on. And then Howdy, with like a really actually good, disgusting bit of prosthetics, is right next to this child. And this child just loses it. Yes. Or like a teenager. Aye. To not incur any liability or whatever. Okay, another reason why they can't do this in front of the family-friendly entertainment of the PG era. But they get someone who you can get away with scaring, and they scare them. And it's proof that someone is scared of this. Yeah. And it's a jump scare because you yourself are in the mind. Maybe it's the POV or something. I don't even know what I'm talking about here. But there has to be a way it can be done. Let's try and contact. But even us. if it's done... Yeah. They still have to go to wrestling school to win wrestling yeah. belts. <laughs> On the off chance, there are big fans of this program and they're sad at two 37-year-old jaded fans just taking a dump on the thing they really love, right? To contextualize this slightly, I'm going to ask you to try and... Put it in a million contexts. I'm going to try and... None of them work. Ask you to remember something, but I earnestly remember it rather than like an implanted memory. Because I have a memory of this. When at the Royal Rumble 1994, if you've not seen it, it's Rumble season coming up anyway. It's a hell of a Rumble, hell of a show. Go treat yourself. That's so great. If you want to watch a... WrestleMania Road 2 yeah, this yeah. next year. 94 is a hell of a one. Just to get into the whole vibe of being in WrestleMania. The 94 with the Bretton owned stuff, man. Yeah. Tremendous. It's a great rumble. Uh, tag match on the undercard is vital, but so is in its own unique way the Undertaker and Yokozuna. Can you remember? So we would have been nine. What your thoughts as a nine year old, this person hypothetically that would have Uncle Howdy sat next to him in the crowd. Oh my God, Christ, I'm a nine year old and this guy's terrifying. I don't remember feeling scared when The Undertaker's coffin was electrocuted and he f- seemingly floated. I was like, that's weird. But like, Undertaker does weird stuff. That was the, I, I can I be, honestly remember the extent of my emotions was, yeah, this is like, this sort of checks out with what goes on in The Undertaker's life generally as a character. D- did you feel any fear or <sighs> nervousness around it or anything? Did you? Yeah. I even remember probably being able to rationalise, well, like Yokozuna and the 10 guys are for it when The Undertaker comes back. But that was it. I didn't. I wasn't like looking up to the heavens, wondering. I was scared. Where he was. I was scared of the bonsai drop. I was scared of nails. Yeah, 
I was scared of Do you know what I bought? Snakes. I'll tell you what I bought. Like the WWE used to get grief for this in the old the old IWC back when that was a thing. I bought the stage trickery of the smoke emerging from the urn and that being his power disappearing. And the Undertaker was like he stopped sitting up. I was like, that was a trickery as a nine year old I could take. I was like, well, Paul Bear has held it up and that's how Undertaker gets up. Yeah. And now he can it and that must be why. That was an easy thing to like plug together. Has there been anything as logical in the arrival of Uncle Howdy as well? Undertaker doesn't have magic power, but it's now escaped the urn, so he can't fight back anymore. It's just, it's just There's stupid. nothing as logical it's just, as it's that. It's just absolute it? nonsense. It's absolute nonsense. And like the whole idea is, he's either got this supernatural entity of a mate who he's got a love hate <laughs> relationship with, or his family he is the real not Sister Abigail. That was rubbish. So forget about it. This is a real source of Un- unless we're getting back to uh, Alexa Bliss and the Bees. But I don't think she was Sister Abigail either. No, she was just a child that he nonced. Who he's trying to work his way back to. Yeah. Why is he why is he back in the company? Yeah. Why is he a baby face for Zeal? <laughs> Look. It's a load, a complete load of nonsense. We've made people wait long enough. Uh we've got past the middle out at this point, so let's talk about what everybody's really excited about. Even though it won't take place tonight, there probably will be some build towards it. Uh there was you assume they've put something in the can with the uh the bloodline. It's John Cena back wrestling. Yeah. Continuing the uh, the streak. Twenty years it must be now. Um of wrestling at least once a year. Uh Quite a nice detail, I thought, last week of um, Cena to kind of acknowledge that over time him and Owens became friends and became allies as a result of the wars they've had. And he's, he's wrestling next week. The tag team match, Kevin Owens and John Cena versus Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn. Implications out the ass leading into Royal Rumble season. The likelihood, the increased likelihood of Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns for the Royal Rumble. We're not going to be able to talk about that next week, but I sense that we'll all be watching. What are your thoughts on the... Uh, well, just the match in general, the booking, the idea, all of it. I think it's really good. Mm. It's a great way to do a naked ratings grab. Yeah. 4,000 CTs shifted for that show. He's, that's, he's a star. He's an absolute star. Yeah. Absolute star. 4,000? Four, I think it's, it's around, it's, that's ballpark. Bloody hell. That's it's great. A, uh, I miss stats like that. I know. I want to know the wrestlers that make people, like, pay. Like, it's T-shirts, that's a good, but that's better. It's John Cena. Yeah. End of conversation. He sells it. tickets. Like, that one, is it. One wrestler, wrestler one guy, sells tickets. Yeah. yeah. That's it. That is literally it. Um, I don't even think the Austin thing shifted that. Like a spike. I don't think they so. They were so half in, half out on it, weren't they? Yeah, I guess yeah. I. Maybe it's not a reflection of his true drawing power. Um, I'm fascinated this. Fascinated in this because it'll be loud. Mm-hmm. There's a star in it. Um, I'm not a Cena guy at all. I'm also fascinated in... Uh, the outcome, I don't think Cena's doing a job because he probably is going to be on deck for WrestleMania. Yeah. So, Sammy taking a pin mm-hmm. could be Roman like, why am I, why am I spe- invested so much in you? And that could be the first, because they're kind of pally now. Yes. He's earned his respect yep. and all the rest of it. Him losing could really say, right, okay, well, I'm not going to turn on you, but no, I'm suspicious of you. And then they could really do some stuff at the Royal Rumble and that's when it implodes or whatever. Yeah. So I'm interested in the result, even though I think I know where it's going to go. Um, it's going to be broadly good because these guys all know how to get something out of a crowd, even though more of them are more aligned to my tastes um, in the ring. Politically fascinated in terms of how giving John Cena is and uh, how on the button, mm. how connected to the pulse he is because... Um, he obviously wants to come back. He'll be agented to come back as someone who's going to have a strong showing in this match. He might even beat Sami Zayn. I wonder if on the show before the match, he might announce his intention to enter the Royal Rumble and say, Roman, I'm going to win that Rumble. And tonight I'm yeah. going to give you a taste of what to expect when you fight me. Maybe, but the political thing is, is he going to, how much is he going to give Sami Zayn? 
how much is he aware of how much people like Sami Zayn? Yeah. WrestleMania 36, that could be the turning point of what kind of performer he is because it was still uneven at the end. He'd give Baron Corbin nothing, but right. some wrestlers everything. Um, will he unwittingly just give Sami Zayn next to nothing, treat Sami Zayn as a piece of crap who's the wacky character and the Roman thing's more important? I'm just... And it, by extension, or logically following that, um, how over is Sami Zayn? I know the answer already is very, very over, but yeah. how very, very over is he? Because if Cena dares uh-huh. treat him like garbage, will there be a resentment? Will people kind of reject him for doing that to Sami? Do the people who would bury Cena for that in a bygone era, have they just gone to AEW and won't give a toss and just be happy whoever he humiliates if he's got that in him still? I'm just fascinated by this. I would say, I think there are two recent examples to count for that exact situation that they find themselves I'm in. I'm being very deeply cynical here, but no, it's my ingrained but, Cena hatred. But I think they're interesting things to look for. He showed a ton of ass for Becky Lynch in similar circumstances. Do you remember that in late 2018? He allowed himself to be completely bantered off by the yeah. man. And this match in general, in its layout and construction, obviously it's all, it feels narratively true. It's very tied into the bloodline situation at the moment. But if we look at the traditional WWE values, well, it's kind of like a Vince McMahon Triple H special. It's almost like this. It's almost like they're maybe working together on something. Yes. Because you've got the obvious Vince guys and the obvious Triple H guys, and here they are all in one tag match. It reminds me of the absolutely uh, blistering and brilliant conclusion to the fantastic 2018 Royal Rumble. And when he had Nakamura and Bala and Cena and Reigns, and you had these like this like clash of ages, I think it'd be quite nice if away from the bloodline story they just folded in that. It was very apparent who were the who are the stars, but who really were the way that WWE used to do business versus this. It's a way to make Owens and Zayn feel like a team when they're still not one yet. Yeah. Because they are going to feel different by comparison. But I think I think they'll measure this just right. I think Cena will do most of his big hot brawling sequences with Roman, so not to divide the crowd's loyalties. And I, I do, I've got faith actually. I think he knows what he's walking into here, and he's walking into being a guy that helps. He's a bit of a passenger in somebody else's storyline, and then uses it as a backdoor for his own WrestleMania road. Yeah. So you think that John Cena is going to recognise Sami Zayn where he would not recognise a country? Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, okay. We'll see. And I just, Sammy, I just hope Sammy doesn't fling his arms up in excitement when he walks up the steps. Because why test karma? <laughs> it's too important a time. Yeah. Like, I don't want to see any of that. Yeah. Like, there's a nice bit of law there, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. really remember that match as well. I cannot wait. I cannot, I think that, like, we've, you know, you're wrong about ratings predictions all the time. I feel like I could do, like, a really big number. Like, like if the ticket sales are anything to go by, like, it'll, like, I think it could go past like two and a half million. I think this is something people really, really want to watch at a time when a bunch of people are going to be at home. Yeah. And I love, here we go, I'm going to be like, oh, nice about Triple H versus Vince. This is a Vince McMahon stunt cast done in a way that we can actually speculate on the storylines. I think this right. is far more impressive than your typical Cena shows up for one night just to fart about a thing. What were we talked about the other day, the John Cena-Roman Reigns 2021 feud. Like, the comeback was awesome. The feud was rubbish. The match was lame. Yeah, yeah. It was seen as doing, like... One, two, three. Yeah. It was just, like, oh, you've entered the celebrity realm and you're never getting out there. Yeah, yeah, He's been dragged into a storyline here, and I quite like that. Yeah, I don't. So, so I hate him, but I don't hate this. <laughs> Any, uh, anything tonight, bloodline-wise, to build it, do you think? Do you think they need to? What? A funny segment, maybe. Like um, Sami Zayn panicking because it's Cena, mm-hmm. and then Roman, like... Well, Roman obviously won't be there. Yeah. 
Oh, no, he was there, wasn't he? What do you do? do, uh, do, 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 do Will, holy, holy, will Roman and Top Dollar be in the same frame at any point? Oh, my God. Can you even imagine? Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's like Brock in the Intercontinental title. I'm not going out there if he's out there. Sammy Zayn, like, weight training skits? Yes, great. Something like to build them up and strengthen them up ahead of the Cena match. Yeah. Like, and he was panicking a bit. <laughs> Something like that. I could have some fun with it. Right. So it is going to be light. It's going to be a light match. Yeah. Just like, look at the character that Cena's embodying. He's like, he kind of feels like. He certainly looks like. Kind of looks like and talks like if John Cena was to not enough of a star and he was like doing the Legends Night. Yeah. You can't see me. <laughs> the Ted DiBiase laugh. And <laughs> damn, that's kind of what he is now, isn't it? John Cena drinking punch with Axana. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, if you're into next week's match, let us know on Twitter, um, because I'm assuming you're not really into much on this week's card. Uh, And yeah, just to echo what we said on the Rampage preview, and indeed on the Dadly News this morning, it's a Dadly day because it is indeed the last day before we take a brief break for Christmas. Um, There will be little bits popping in on the feed over Christmas. Um, Familiar listeners will uh, be aware of one that might be dropping on a certain special day, but there's also a couple of other little bits kicking around, as there is on YouTube. Hopefully, uh, we'll see a few roundtables go out over the season. But uh, a Merry Christmas and a happy holidays from all of us and a massive thank you for another awesome year doing this even when we're whinging even when it's Uncle Howdy uh, and, much, rant. and much much worse uh, we wouldn't want to be doing anything else so thank you very much for listening for all your support for all your time uh, if you want to catch us on Twitter you can get us at WhatCultureWWE you can find Michael Sidgwick at M Sidgwick you can find me at Michael Hamflit and until 2023 I guess we will see you soon might have to come in on Christmas oh yeah that might well. have to come in. It might get called in on Christmas. So if we do, just stick around. Maybe you need to walk the dog. Yes, you need your Christmas break. Yeah. Maybe we'll need one too. Yeah, you might have to walk your dog and just get away from the chaos of it all. Yeah. Maybe you want to drink too early and you think, you know what, I should probably have a mid-morning distraction. You're making me wish we hadn't hypothetically pre-recorded this because all of these things sound nice. We'll have to come in. Yeah, we'll have to come in. We'll do too. All right, well, uh, yeah, happy new year for 2023. We'll all see you then. 